And indeed, you are welcome here. Where we remind you, such is the nature of life, your life, my life, all life. But all it asks and all it wants is the opportunity to appear. You're that opportunity, so am I, and so it is. Yes. So you're welcome here. You're welcome to whoever you are, however you self-identify, whatever letters you find your name or in front of your name, whatever way that you understand yourself, whatever ethnicity you are part of, whatever political party you're part of, whatever nation or country, we welcome you here to this wonderful time together. Perhaps give some better ideas, give some change that would come for you and begin to really show up in your life in ways that can make a difference. We are all about welcome, being a welcoming spiritual community, and one of the many things we do is to teach ideas and thoughts about spiritual growth, tools for spiritual practice. Today, I welcome you to this as we celebrate and as we step into this time of into we see. We'll talk more about that as, as the hour goes on. I would like to uh, invite you, if you would, at this point, to take a moment and share us. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Facebook, wherever you are. Also, let us know you're here by answering or by speaking up in chat. It be quite a message for those who are watching along with you. It's every time you share, every time you, you add us to your list somewhere on Facebook or on, on any of the social media, you are expanding our outreach more and more. So thank you for that. So let's hear now a little more about who we are, about what we believe, and our declaration. I believe. I believe. I believe in one God. One absolute power and first cause to all things. I believe that this power is perfect love. And creates out of a desire to express love. I believe all thought is creative and how I choose to think creates my personal experience. I believe in the unity of all life. And the immortality of the individual soul. Forever unfolding. I believe. I believe. I believe in the eternal goodness. The eternal goodness of God. The eternal loving kindness. And the eternal givingness of God to all. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. So, those people you just saw are a, a part of our community. They are either board members or members of our practitioners. Practitioners are folks who have studied this teaching and gone very deeply into it in ways that allow them to bring forward great change and great productivity and possibility and greater living, prosperity, all of those things into their lives. And as such, they then learn how to also do that for other people. In a world of oneness, in a world of unity, any work we do spiritually with ourselves affects us around us. But we know how to do that specifically and directly with another person. It becomes a very powerful tool to serve. And those who are who do that, we license by the by our, our national organization to be considered licensed. 
know how to Finding out more about that or working with struggling with, then please don't hesitate to reach out to our website, contact me or contact everyone in the So I would invite you then to get ready for a real treat today. We have one of our regular practitioners who's going to share with us. She is our, we often call her the Reverend, even though she's not an unofficial title. Uh, she might as well be. I'm happy to introduce to you Norma. Good morning, and thank you so much, Reverend Bob. Good morning to all of you. I thank everyone for taking the time to be with us today. I would like to share with you a reading from a book that we are currently using in our discussion group. The book 365 Days of Richer Living is a book that I truly love. And the message today that I'm taking is what I give to my world, I receive from my world. The message says the universe is not to blame for our success or our failure. Too often we use it as our alibi for failing to attain our goals. The wise have always known that they alone determine their good or their evil. The universe is a plastic, impersonal substance forever taking form according to the patterns which we give it. Each of us is what he is because of what he conceives himself to be. Each of us is where he is because of his general state of consciousness. Metaphysics without teaching a law would not be a science. We are constantly thinking something and the sum total of our thinking comprises our mental attitude or our consciousness. This is what we give to the world and on the basis of what we give, the world responds in return. Its sole purpose is to respond to us and to create forms for us. Knowing this, we stop our stupidities and hold fast to our right thinking. When war, Babu of Nairobi had other thoughts regarding what we give and get uh, in one of her articles. She said, um, we live in an energetic universe and all things are made up of energy. We magnetize to ourselves the very things that match our energy. Your world will reflect these deeply, deeply held beliefs under compulsion. And this will be your reality that you will brutally defend with evidence. And while you will blame people and justify yourself, it is your beliefs that are drawing these things and people to you through universal law that is like a broadcast signal or a magnet. 
because like attracts like. And now let's prepare for our morning prayer treatment by taking a very deep cleansing breath. All I ask is that you listen with your heart and accept that that you feel is for you. That you are right now in the presence of God. I know and I know that I know that God is all there is. It is the very essence of everything seen and unseen. I know there is but one life, one universal mind, one wisdom, one intelligence operating in me, through me, as me. As I focus my attention on spirit, I know within me is a loving, all-providing presence that is stronger and greater than anything that faces me in my physical or my emotional world. I right now stop blaming the conditions of my world and the people around me for my failure to demonstrate truth. I look squarely and frankly at myself and see that which no other man can ever know about me. That's my real thinking, my inner thinking. That's what I believe. To every negative in my consciousness, I say, be gone. Go away. Leave me. You have no part of me. You never did have and you never will have any part of me. Because I am a spiritual expression of life. And I am now determined to offer to my world only that which is true of God and of God's creation. All else is dissolved and gone. The Lord is with me. His mind indwells me and his plans for me is now in full action, establishing me in peace, success, and permanent health. I cooperate fully with God today and declare perfect health is mine. Absolute abundant wealth is mine. Positively loving personal relationships are mine. And expansive creative self-expression is mine. Grateful for this truth. I accept that it is so now. I let it be so. And so it is. Wow. I Into We See is the title today. And there are a lot of ways to emphasize that. Into We See or Into We See or into we see. And we're going to kind of roll with each of those three without necessarily coming back to that specific as we go forward. 
because what this is this talk is really aimed for and is really about is helping each of us supporting each of us inspiring each of us to see into the weeness of life into the weeness of the people around us and the world around us and the creation around us in a way that brings us great feelings of love compassion joy and excitement rather than fear dread and loneliness. Our Declaration of Principles has a whole lot to it, other than the, the small section of it we read each week. And we don't do all of it because it would take way too long. But here's one of the phrases, one of the parts of the Declaration of Principle written by Ernest Holmes, our founder. The manifest universe is the body of God. It is the physical expression. I'm paraphrasing on top of it. The physical expression, the, the manifest universe of the infinite. It is the logical and necessary outcome of the infinite self-knowingness of God. So, you know, we are, we are living in and sharing and looking at and knowing this, this, this manifest universe as the very infinite itself showing up in physical form as God itself taking shape and form. You know, when I think of the, the beauty of nature, I think of a nice, beautiful, quiet, mosquitoless walk in the woods. Or I think of a, of a time of just celebrating the absolute beauty the first time I stepped up to the edge of the Grand Canyon and could hardly breathe. It was so amazing and spectacular. Or moments of of just caught up in the beauty of something small and simple, watching an ant bed do its thing. You know, it's, it's, it's easy in that world to feel that joy and that feeling of power and that feeling of goodness and that recognition of the spirit around us. It's a little harder, however, with people because people are also part of that manifest universe. They are spirit itself showing up. And that may be a little more difficult for some of us and more difficult at certain times than others. You know, pictures of babies and children laughing and playing and having a great time are always inspiring. And we see the, the power of the infinite in that. We see the goodness of God and the goodness of life showing up. And it's, ah, it's rich and wonderful. Hmm. <coughs> However, you may not see it in other adults. And people who disagree with us and people who are not being nice to us or people we think are, are, are somehow doing something against us. And so I really, I really think our entire planet right now is plagued with this, this false idea that has become a part of, our, of this culture and every culture that somehow we are separate from each other, from the infinite, from life. And we have to do things to make that, to get rid of that separation, to bring something into our experience. And so we find a group of people that we feel connected to and we glom onto it and we, 
we hold on to it and we attack anything that looks like it might be threatening it. Because if we lose that group, then we're back to feeling alone and separate. And that's happening. And people are doing it right and left, doing horrible things to each other in the name of maintaining their community or their group or their particular part. Hmm. So today in seeing into the we, in looking into the we-ness and, and recognizing that, we want to, to do some things to move past that thinking. Hmm. One of the things that Ernest Holmes talked about in his Sermon by the Sea, which was his final speech, final talk uh, to the organization in 1959 and before he made his transition later that year, or I'm sorry, in 1960. Um, it said this, the great man, or in this case, I'm going to substitute one, the great one, man, woman, all beings, is one who is in the midst of the crowd, can keep with perfect simplicity the independence of the one's solitude. It is that it is not in the mountains or the temple in Jerusalem or on Facebook or YouTube or anywhere else. It is in your own heart. Our own consciousness, our own being, where that truth and that solitude reigns where we live 24 hours a day, awake or asleep, that eternal state of the infinite comes to us. It is within our own consciousness in the oneness that the eternal comes to us and lives within us and makes every person realize the possibility that or possibly realize that we are each some part of the essence of God. Not as a fragment broken apart, but the essence of the infinite in its totality. Wow. So that means that it is, it is present in its fullness in me. It is present in its fullness in you. It is present in the fullness of the person who pulled out in front of you in traffic yesterday or the person who yelled at you because they didn't like something you did or the person who was rude to you or unkind or attacked you or any of those other more horrible expressions. That infinite is still present within them. So what I want to talk about today are some ways and tools in which we can rise to our own spiritual truth and recognition that as the infinite personified, we are each have the opportunity and the power and the tools and the ability to reach across whatever divide there seems to be with compassion, with love, with a sense of self preservation and solidarity, as he, as he calls it, that individual solitude, that without shaking any of our inner selves or our faith or our peace or our harmony, there are ways for us to reach across and experience, if there seems to be a reaching across, and experience that there is no gap. Seeing into the we.
into we see. Hmm. It's really important that we not attempt to do that with others until we've dealt with it within ourselves. I cannot do outside of me what I had not already created the experience of within me. And if I try to, I can try and I can do it and that can be a great choice, but it's not going to go as well because then my whole inner self is going to be, I'm, what I'm going to do is I reach out to other people. I'm going to find that reflection of my own divisiveness and division in others. So we don't always make the best choices in reaching across the divide. So as you think about that, I want to offer you some tools, some very powerful and meaningful and real and active tools, spiritual tools to address this very physical present experience that most of us are going through one way or another. The first one I want to offer you is called is the Namaste. It's a phrase from the Hindu. It's a it's a phrase from the the Sanskrit, and and our limited English translation of it is the God in me honors the God in you. The Spirit in me honors the Spirit in you, and it's usually said with a moment of quiet and reverence. The ver another version of that is our affirmation for this week, which gives which just doesn't make but doesn't sound quite as strange. And that is, I see spirit in everyone I meet. And I will affirm that this week again and again and again. And I'm inviting you as a result of this talk and as we move into your week to continue to do that to see spirit in everyone you meet. So it's, it's the same thing. But it's, it's also doing it from the perspective of recognizing that I cannot see that in you if I do not see it in myself. If I don't see the infinite, if I don't see the qualities of the infinite within me, how can I do that with you? See it in you. So I continue to say, namaste, the spirit within me honors the spirit within you. There's a, there was a book, the first book I ever got hold of as a, as a coming, even before I was in this teaching, I was reading it because I wanted to be a better connector, communicator as a Baptist and in a, in a world where I felt kind of separate and isolated and not, not a new experience for me. And so I read this book called The World's Greatest Salesman. How can I connect with people in that way? Agmandingo wrote it. And in it, he said, when you meet anyone, when you see anyone, when you walk up and say hello to someone, when you walk past them, whether you say hello or not, say, I love you. Quietly, in the private of your own heart, not out loud, because, you know, you can get arrested for stuff like that. But just in the silence of your mind, look people in the eye when you can and say from within you, I love you. That doesn't mean I want anything from you. That doesn't mean I'm trying to make anything happen. It's just saying I honor and love you and want you to have the very best of what you want for yourself. Knowing that you deserve it and that it's good for you. I love you. 
It's a powerful experience to try that. Just try it this week. Anybody you meet, every time you walk, when you go to the grocery store, everyone in front of you in line, everyone behind you, the people you meet in the aisles, I love you. See if that doesn't begin to bring a change about in you, which then allows that connection across the apparent divide. Second tool, which is the, the cornerstone of this teaching that we, we bring to ourselves and to the world, is the, is the business of spiritual mind treatment. We often shorten that and call it treatment. And we also sometimes call it affirmative prayer. We call it other things. But a spiritual mind treatment is a very specific process of talking to ourselves. Knowing that when we talk to ourselves, we're talking to the infinite because it's present within us. And so we, we do a quick, we do a treatment. We first establish ourselves in the idea of the biggest possible view of God that we can come up with. Then we recognize ourselves as part of it. And then we name the good that we see. Peace, harmony, love, joy, prosperity, health, all those things. And we declare it. And if there are any ideas to the contrary, we push those aside as as. Norman did so beautifully and just done with it. Get away from me. Or just turn away from it and let it dissolve and go away. Spiritual mind treatment then leads on to the, the natural result of that, which is to be into gratitude. Grateful for the, the shift I'm already feeling inside of me. Thank you and amen. So it is. Enough. And as we do that, and we do that repeatedly for ourselves and those we see as other those we see as across the divide, that appearance of the divide simply dissolves and disappears. The very fact that you see these people, that you experience these people, means they are not divided from you. They are right here in your experience, right here in your seeing, right here in your, your actions and opportunities and the way you respond to them. Years ago when I was, was getting some counseling and I was talking a lot about a, a relationship from many years before that I was still angry about. And finally, one day my therapist said, you know, you're just holding on to this person for all you can, all you can do. And I'm like, what do you mean I'm holding on to him? Well, cause you're staying angry. Angry means they're still connected. You're still connected to them. They are still operative in their relationship with you inside of you, whether and they may have just gone to their own world and their own life. So when we shift that, then we can release and begin to let go of all of that. Another great tool for, for moving on and moving forward and moving beyond this appearance of the divide is forgiveness. Hmm. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is a very powerful tool especially when we do it in, in ways that we can really own and identify. And it's not forgiveness that says, I forgive you. My sister and I used to have to forgive each other before the day was out. And if we'd been having a fight, and our parents would make us stand and look at each other and say, I forgive you. And we'd say it, but we didn't necessarily believe it or think it. And, and one of the ways around that for me was crossing my fingers behind my back because then I could get away with that, I thought. But what I wasn't getting away with was 
the leftover results of that non-forgiveness place in me, as me, making a difference in my life, whether it did hers or not. We long since passed that in that relationship. <sighs> forgiveness. Forgiveness is also part of another process we teach called fear to faith. How wonderful to move from things we are afraid of to things we have faith about. You know, you think about fear to faith and, and you think about what is it that has people feeling so divided? And fear is a big part of it. I'm afraid if I accept ideas outside of mine that my own connections will begin to dissolve and fall apart. There, there are people, a number of people, a lot of people in this organization who are attempting to reach across the various divides, the divides between conservative and, and liberal, the divides, divides between political parties, the divides between people who understand and who don't understand one another. And one of the interesting things about that is you've got to find people who want to reach across the divide, who can step beyond their fear enough to, re to realize that they, it's okay to hear another idea. And that doesn't threaten losing the one you have. That's what that opening uh, thing from Dr. Holmes, that opening quote from Holmes is all about, where he says, standing in the solidity of your own solidarity, your own solitude, holding your spiritual truths as yours, and knowing that you can communicate easily with others without a problem. So fear to faith is a specific process in which you name your fear. You get real clear and real honest about it. What am I so afraid of? What are my beliefs that are supporting that fear? Do I believe something terrible is going to happen? Do I believe if I do this, I'm not being the person I should be? What is the belief? Do I believe that person can do me harm? And then... Moving from that into the embracing, the pulling into our awareness, our consciousness, the ideas of the infinite, the qualities of the infinite, that would be the antidote to the fear. One of the deep fears people have is that whatever is going on in your life that isn't working, that it'll always be there or it'll just get worse till you die where we replace that with a belief in health, in a belief in growth, in a belief in change, in a belief in possibility, in a belief in the qualities of God, like love, like transformation. Wow, yeah. Like peace and harmony. And as you replace those and as you work with that, you will find the very experience of the thing you're afraid of ceases to, to be. We do that with the thing called releasing prayer. You release the belief in whatever the negative idea is, and you embrace the belief in the infinite. I embrace the belief in my wholeness. I believe, embrace the belief that I am always unified and connected with myself and everyone else. I embrace the belief in the namaste that I can honor and recognize in you everything 
because because that's how we that's how we begin to then build the bridge before we've ever spoken any of this to anyone else. It has to go with and along with and as part of. You know, and if all that sounds way too complex and too complicated and too much about having to learn specific practices and things, then I have another one that doesn't require all that. Just be curious. Remember, and if you don't remember, watch some videos about it where kids are just so curious about each other and about other things. You know, and they ask those terribly embarrassing questions that that are embarrassing to every adults, but for them, they're just curious. Like, did you know your one eye is a different color than the other? That's not intended as anything negative. It's just a question. I'm curious about how you feel about that. And if you can, I'm curious about what matters so much to you about your particular stance in the world. I'm curious, are you interested and willing to look for some mutual understanding with me about politics, about spirituality, about religion, about any of those things? Yeah, curiosity. Stay curious. Keep being curious. Keep reaching out in your own mind and in your words. Because here's what happens. I, I love the idea that... that uh, Norma brought up about being magnets. We're magnets. And we are magnets for those things which we deeply believe in and hold. So as you get curious, and if your solid energy is around curiosity and wanting to know and understand and connect with the world around you, including all of its people, that becomes a magnet and they will show up in your life. And you will find opportunities and ways to reach across what has appeared to be a divide just by being curious. Because, see, what we forget is that we are, as expressions of the divine, we have a power within us that we can use just by what we believe and how we believe it. That power activates and operates whether we choose it or not. It's going all the time. So if your belief is caught up in divide and separation and difference, that's what you're going to experience because you've created that for yourself. If you're caught up in compassion and love and caring and understanding and wanting to know other people and how they operate and why they operate that way, I, that's been my curiosity my whole life. Yeah. What makes people work? Where can I find a place to connect with compassion and caring, whoever they are? A few years ago, I was traveling in a part of, in a state I will not name, other than to tell you is here in the Deep South. And um, as I was driving, I was hungry, looking for a place to stop and eat. And the best way to find the best restaurants when you're driving is where are all the pickup trucks? At least if you want Southern food like I was. And it, there it was. I was passing a little cafe on a major highway and didn't see. There was no advertised name or any of that. It's just a cafe on the side of the road. But I'm telling you, the parking lot was jam-packed with pickup trucks. And I went, hot damn, that's going to be good food. So I pulled over, I went in, and as soon as I opened the door, everybody in the place turned around and looked at me. 
Obviously, I was the person driving by and they had never seen before. I smiled and went and sat down and uh, got got a table, got my food ordered. And while I'm waiting for it to order, I decided that I need to use the restroom. So I did. And it flashed through my mind when everyone was staring at me at the door. You know, what am I wearing? Oh, I had on my T-shirt that I had picked up at a, an LGBT conference that said, we the people means everyone. And I suddenly felt a little nervous about that. I mean, it didn't say anything about it. It didn't have any rainbows or say anything about LGBT, but it just said, we the people means everyone. And so as I went to the restroom, I noticed this table. It was a table of about 10 guys my age, some older, all in, dressed in, in veterans kinds of things and, and, and caps and clothing that said we are a part of a veterans group that's here having breakfast together or, or late lunch. Or, yes. So I walked by and I saw them all looking at me and I thought, oh, I went to the bathroom and my, my other consciousness kicked in for a second. Then I realized we're all just here to eat. There's no harm can be done to me or anybody else by my being here. And as I walked out and walked past that table, the guy on the end grabbed my arm. And I hesitated for a moment. And then he said, thank you. And he began to tear up. And a couple of the other guys were nodding and saying yes. And so I stopped and said, what do you mean? And he said, thank you for that shirt. We the people means everyone. That means us too. And we are so honored and appreciative of you wearing that. I chose not to tell them where they came from. But you know what happened? As they teared up, I teared up. And it was a moment there of connection and appreciation and compassion these men who had been through giving what to them was the ultimate sacrifice, what could have been, and what, and what was a horrible experience to go through as a veteran in any war at any time. But they did it out of a, a belief in compassion and the belief in the greater good. And I just had a moment with them standing there. And then... I walked onto my seat and the food came out and sure enough, it was as good as I thought it would be. I left, they left, never saw them or heard from them again. Didn't matter because in that moment of connection, there was no divide. There was no divide between me who never went to war because I was able to avoid it because I wanted to back in my college days. Me who I'm sure has a very different political view than any of them. Our commonality was wanting to eat good food at the same place. And the idea that this is for all of us, everyone, not my group versus your group, not my family versus your family, not me versus anything, but life unfolding with ease and grace and beauty and perfection. So I'll close with our 
another of our statements from our national organization, which is part of our vision for the whole, the vision for the whole. And that is we envision a world in which we live and grow as one global family with respect and honor the interconnectedness of all life. A world where this kinship with all life prospers and connects through the guidance of spiritual wisdom and experience. Through the guidance of our own spiritual wisdom and experience. Mind guidance called me to stop at that place because I knew that food would be good. And the rest was just a gift. See, you deserve the very best. You deserve to be in that connected world of oneness because you're wonderful. So am I, and so it is. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Bob, for that wonderful talk of oneness and connection. And with that, I'd like to welcome everybody here. We enjoy your company every single week, and uh, you have the opportunity to give and share to help us maintain this organization, this community that we have, which is wonderful, loving, supporting, uplifting. So uh, on the screen, you'll see the QR code you can go to or our website, www.cslmidtown.org donate. It'll take you directly to the donation site and you can give there and uh, keep this opportunity going. And if you will, say with me our affirmation for prosperity. I live in a universe of abundance. As I freely and joyfully give, I join in the divine flow. And all that I share with life returns to me multiplied abundantly. And so it is. Now, back to Dr. Bob for some announcements. Yes, abundant life and abundance. So I'm here to, uh, to just to say you're coming up on the end of the year. If you need a place to put some money, we're happy to help. Love to have you, love, you know, sharing with us. Contributing to this center allows us to continue to these broadcasts, continue to expand our reach in terms of our social media and other uh, forms of outreach. So please consider doing that. I'll be offering some cl a class in January. Keep that in mind. It'll be happening on Wednesday nights and it will be a class on prosperity. So thank you so much. Now I'd like to uh, invite you to join me in our closing and it's, it's on the screen. I leave this place now knowing something better than I knew before. I go forth into the world with a heart full of love and a mind full of good sense. I look at the world in a greater way, knowing that I have within me everything I need to create the life I desire. I give thanks for this understanding, and I am grateful for the spirit of life that lives through me. And so it is. Thank you all. See you next week.